This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a good weekend. I know the Arsenal results didn't go the way that we particularly wanted it to, but outside of, of course, Arsenal's disappointment, I hope that you've managed to enjoy, relax, recharge and get yourselves ready for a brand new week and arguably the biggest week in Arsenal's last 10 years. I keep saying this. I do genuinely believe that this game against Manchester City on Wednesday is the biggest game for Arsenal in the decades that we've experienced. Yes, we've had FA Cup finals. Yes, we've had a Europa League final. Um, but when it comes down to potentially winning the league, for me, Arsenal have to, have to win this game. So, massive, massive week of football for Arsenal coming up. You can be sure that we're bringing you all the build-up and all the news surrounding the game and more. So make sure you stay tuned to the channel. Drop a subscription and drop a like if you do indeed indeed, rather enjoy our content across the season and uh, continue to make this part of your morning routines. Good morning to people joining us in the chat box. Good morning to Matt G, to Peeny Ween, to Jean, to Granddaddy Guna, Elder Boatza, uh, Sweating Merlo, good morning to you. Uh, PJ, uh, good morning to Dom, Yomi, Kun. We've got Mike, we've got Amira, we've got uh, Olu. Steve Stone, Harrison, uh, Matt, NSW. Good morning, everybody joining us in the chat box, as always. Hope you're doing good. And everybody else, of course, as well, who I can't, unfortunately, um, say good morning to all of you. But do be aware that I am universally, 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 that's the word, uh, welcoming all of you to this morning's show. Uh, Now, unfortunately, we do start off the show with not the best uh, of things to discuss, but Brentford reported uh, racist abuse received by Ivan Toney uh, after the game against Arsenal on the weekend. The statement reads on their club website, uh, immediately after Brentford's game against Arsenal, Ivan Toney received a barrage of abuse racist directed messages via his Instagram account. We are disgusted and saddened that Ivan has had to deal with this yet again. We will not tolerate it and we will do everything we can to pursue the individuals involved. Ivan was subject to similar abuse in October last year and the perpetrator is now facing the consequences in court. How many times does this need to happen? We call on football fans everywhere to relish the competition and rivalry that exists 
space between us, but not to, but to respect and embrace our differences and celebrate the diversity that exists throughout the Premier League. Now, Arsenal also uh, responded to this with their own uh, message. They said, we stand with Ivan Tony, and we are working with Brentford to identify those who sent racist abuse. At Arsenal, we condemn all forms of discrimination and take a zero-tolerance approach. We will apply the strongest possible action to anyone we can identify sending hateful messages. Now, let's talk about this um, in first response to the statements that have come out, which is, from Arsenal's point of view, Arsenal's power extends only to uh, the ability, of course, really to ban people from the stadium, which they absolutely should be banned. Um, however, it is going to take further authority beyond just football for these people to be rightfully dealt with um, through legal means. Um, and on to the actual situation itself, which is obviously the most important factor. I just find myself once again embarrassed to be an Arsenal fan. And I know that in the thumbnail I've described these people as in quotation marks fans because I don't like to think that I have any association with them whatsoever other than the fact that they supposedly support this club. But for me, if you're out there throwing abusive messages, whether they be racist, homophobic, sexist, misogynistic, uh, et cetera, et cetera, uh, any type of abuse is unacceptable. And you just simply are not an Arsenal fan. You're not part of this family. You're certainly not part of this community. And if anyone that is watching this feels that it's appropriate to send messages to players, to managers, to referees, to anybody, and thinks that it's appropriate to be abusive, you're not welcome here. So leave. Turn off the program. Go away. I don't want you here. It's as simple as that. You're not part of this TGT family whatsoever. But thankfully, I know that we've got a brilliant, brilliant community here that do the absolute utmost to call out racism and all other forms of discrimination. And I'm very proud of that fact that we have a community that is like this. I unfortunately had someone leave a comment on my Twitter feed yesterday suggesting that this was a lie, that there was an attempt to, to try and distract from the refereeing incident that took place. This is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. We take this as gospel. If there is an accusation that racism has taken place, the response should not be to question its, its relevancy, its legitimacy. The response is to treat it seriously. And to consider what's going on, I took a few moments to go onto Ivan Tony's Instagram feed and have a look through the comments. And I can assure you that, yes, there is racist replies and there is abusive replies. And if you think it's OK to type the words F-U, and I'm obviously not going to swear, that in itself is also abuse. And for those that might want to call me a snowflake or tell me to, quote, man up about this, it's not that. It is abuse and it is unacceptable and you shouldn't do it. Now, hopefully these individuals are identified as soon as feasibly possible and dealt with in the way in which we need to deal with them, which is obviously through um, criminal matters. And secondly, education. I'm never one for cancel culture. I'm always one for second chances and making sure people are educated. Unfortunately, it seems some people are beyond that. And obviously they are dealt with in the right way. But education is really key. And people need to understand and learn why racism is a very real thing in this world and what we need to do to try and tackle it as well um so yes uh i didn't i think it's important to start off the the show talking about this and also include it in the show's main focus because it is something that i know that you know is something that i feel incredibly passionate about who has had plenty of close friends and family members suffer racist abuse um 
that I know of and seeing it on a daily basis covering football is unacceptable. And we see it every single week from people who also call themselves Arsenal fans. Um, let's move forward. And of course, you can listen to my reaction to yesterday's, uh, or rather Saturday's, still feel like it's the weekend, even though I'm working today. Um, you can get all my reaction to the 1-1 draw with Brentford on the Raw Reaction Show, which released on Saturday. Thank you to everybody that left comments on that show. There was a lot of debate and a lot of discussion around that. A, a few people kind of took umbrage with what I said around um, how I felt that I don't think we deserve to win the game. And I kind of caveated the whole show before I spoke about the refereeing ludicrousy um but uh, i caveated the show by saying i didn't think we deserved to win i stand by that point i don't think we necessarily deserve to beat brentford i think brentford created um the better opportunities in the game and even though we had more domination and possession and we could have ended up winning were it not for that refereeing blunder i still believe that uh a draw is a is more of a fair result but uh, take that out of the context of, of course, what the game was. And you know that Brentford scored their goal in the own goal, only goal of the game through means which, of course, were not and should not have been allowed to stand. Um, but yeah, it was a really good debate and we're going to continue that debate. I'll be doing the Arsenal Lounge tonight uh, at 8pm. So make sure you come and join us over on the Arsenal Lounge channel a little bit later on this evening. Uh, Manchester United somehow managed to beat Leeds United yesterday 2-0. Leeds were by far, again, the better team. And it goes to show that this is part and parcel of football. Teams win games that they don't deserve to win. Does that mean they're bad? No, of course not. Manchester United got themselves into second place until Manchester City played later on in the afternoon. Um, and this is why, uh, ultimately, why referees need to make sure that they are making the right choices because you can win games that you don't deserve to. And they all add up at the end of the season and where you finish is where ultimately you have deserved to across the season, even though there may be games where you got more points than perhaps the performance earned in itself. It's part of football. This is the game that we play. I, honestly, I was shocked to see Leeds United not put one of their chances away. I guess the same way I was shocked to see Brentford not put away any of the massive chances they created either. But Manchester United managed to get their victory. Rashford and Garnacho with the goals took them up to second until Manchester City beat Aston Villa in what was, I have to say, one of the worst first-half performances from a team playing Man City I've seen this season. Villa were awful in the first 45 minutes. They certainly improved in the second and won the second half, you would say, 1-0, uh, with uh, Ollie Watkins getting his goal. I think it certainly showed that there are vulnerabilities in City's side, but most of all, it showed what they're capable of doing. Jack Grealish's penalty dive, dive, clip. I mean, if it was Arsenal, he is clipped. He does go down. He earns that penalty. I think there is a big debate around that. Um, I know that Michael Richards wasn't particularly happy about that as a Manchester City fan speaking after the game. But obviously, we are going to have to be wary of that on Wednesday. And Man City have gone into that game now with momentum. And they will be going into that game with confidence as well. Now, Xhaka has said that Arsenal haven't thought about City whatsoever. He says, if we are honest, we are not speaking about them. We are looking at ourselves game by game. We didn't win on Saturday. We took one point. And Wednesday is big for them, for us. So let's see. That's what he said after the game on Saturday. It's not surprising. Arteta has consistently said that he wants to focus on things game by game, training session by training session. That's what we want, obviously, them to do. It enables them to kind of compartmentalise things and not get too distracted. I think there was a bit of distraction in the game against Brentford. Um, but now we can fully focus on this Man City game. And hopefully we can get the business done on Wednesday evening. Now, Lee Mason has been a record with all of the officials over the weekend by Howard Webb, who, of course, leads uh, the committee of referees in the Premier League to discuss the mistakes that happened. Now, 
Arsenal's uh, Brentford fixture and the instant by Lee Mason on VAR was not the only problem throughout the week. And of course, there was the Chelsea handball incident with West Ham United. And there was the incident between Crystal Palace and Brighton in which the wrong player was drawn uh, along the offside lines, which could have led to uh, Purvis Stupinan's goal counting instead. I don't know what kind of retrospective action um, is going to happen with this. I don't know what we're going to see. If anything, uh, Stanley, you're right in the chat box, Stanley Randall says, and the Lamina incident as well. Um, It's worth noting that in the Manchester City game, I believe Rodri might have been booked for a similar incident. If you're not aware of this, in the game between Southampton and Wolves, uh, Lamina was booked and sent off as he was the third player to approach a referee to discuss an incident. Now, I think Neves and one other Wolves player were also on scene, had not yet been booked, and yet it was Lamina who was the third player to approach the referee that was booked. Uh, Ruben Neves explained the incident after the game and kind of said that Lamina didn't say anything wrong. It was just apparently because he was the third player that approached the referee and got booked. Now, I believe that Rodri also got booked in the same incident in the Man City game. If this is something new that has come forward, then maybe it's not been communicated. I can't know that for sure, of course. Um, but um, it seems that obviously this is something that is uh, very quickly going to be being implemented to try and prevent the uh, approach to referees. Now, I thought it was kind of mad to think that the third player that approaches gets booked when they're already on a yellow card. What a, what a way to try and ruin a game that is. I mean, you send a player off just for approaching the referee and he happens to be the third player approaching the ref and they're sent off. Um, big, big questions, of course, need to be asked about that. Yesterday's show, I have a little bit of a regret about yesterday's show. I think I maybe, I don't want to say I was too harsh on Lee Mason in the sense I was saying that I think I used words along the lines of um, we never see kind of referees dismissed. I kind of want to um, retract that. I don't really want to talk about people saying they should lose their jobs because for me, in the emotion of the moment, certainly that's how I felt. But I think upon reflection, I'm more so in the mind of encouragement to improve and I want to see people improve I want to see the improvement of the standard set of course if things keep on happening keep on happening keep on happening then maybe we can have a discussion about it and there is an argument that he of course was the guy that didn't uh realize that it was not a foul from Odegaard on Ericsson in the lead up to the Man United game um some people feel as though people should be sacked for this I'm kind of looking at it from a more human perspective now um and thinking you know <laughs> people make high profile mistakes but to lose the livelihood is a little bit maybe too far uh, however they certainly should be held accountable and what i mean by that is certainly demoted to lower divisions um they should have to referee games in lower leagues and work their way back up be replaced by someone else who's performing much better in lower leagues um i think that that for me is is probably the way forward some people want to suggest it's more than just that um and there's more than that going on um i personally i i don't want to believe that there's cheating going on i don't want to believe that because the the good the good nature in me wants to believe that these are genuine mistakes that are just happening too often um and in that case certainly they should face consequences for that but i mean calling for sackings i think on reflection i think is a bit too harsh just me personally um arsenal previous transfer targets pierre hincapi has renewed his contract with Bayer leverkusen until 2027 
Um, he, of course, was linked with Arsenal, but now with Arsenal signing Jakob Kivior, it's unlikely that Arsenal would be back in for the Ecuadorian international, who was subject to interest from Tottenham as well in the summer. So anyone that wants to sign him in the summer transfer window will have to pay a significantly more higher amount of money. Following Balogun scored his 15th goal of the Liga season for Orange as they beat, I believe it was Toulouse, uh, off the top of my head. I'm just checking this now. Uh, Reims, or rather Orange, results twice. Sorry, it was twice. They beat them 4-0. Um, with Balogun getting the third goal in a game that included other goals from Moilida, Munest, uh, Munetzi and Kajusta who also got on the score sheet. But yes, Balogun scoring his 15th goal of the season in Liga against Troyes. Uh, he scored against, I believe it was uh, Lorient recently as well. That's why I'm getting confused between the t- several French clubs that are out there whose Names I struggle to pronounce regularly and effectively. Um, Reese Nelson, just like following Balogun, is of interest to a number of clubs. The difference being, of course, that Nelson's contract runs out in the summer. According to Fabrizio Romano, a number of Premier League clubs are interested in signing Nelson on a free in the summer. But also there are a number of clubs abroad, foreign teams that also are interested in signing Reese Nelson up to a permanent contract. His position is that he wants to stay at Arsenal. However, there has been no indication that contract talks are ongoing or that Arsenal look likely to extend his deal. At the moment, he will leave Arsenal on a free at the end of this season. And finally, our headline story of the day is that according to Dean Jones, we've seen that Declan Rice is expected not to tempt Arsenal to break the English record transfer fee. They would, however, be willing to break their own transfer record to sign Declan Rice, but they aren't willing to go above and beyond what Chelsea played for Enzo Fernandez to try and sign Declan Rice. It's going to cost them a serious amount of money if we want to get hold of Declan Rice. You know he's going to be very expensive. West Ham United have been asking for massive amounts of money and Arsenal are going to have to commit massive, massive, massive funds into getting hold of their man. Let's go to part two then and your questions right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys are saying. Um, let's go to John, who says, should we add a new line for the table? Arsenal won 16, drawn three, lost two, and apologised to twice. Um, <laughs> yes, arguably so. I mean, did we not... I don't know if we got an apology for the Manchester United incident, but we have apparently... Howard Webb did ring Arsenal um, to kind of explain what happened. I saw a cut. I saw some brilliant tweets, kind of explaining how that conversation would have went. Very much like Howard Re- Howard Webb rings Arsenal, says hello, Mikel. Mikel says hello. I'd like to explain what happened, and Mikel just says 
do one. <laughs> I don't really know how else that would go. Um, now, there is suggestions, of course, I think James Benj tweeted this information yesterday, that there is no expectation that Arsenal will launch a formal complaint. Um, he suggested, I believe, that Arsenal kind of internally have just accepted that this has happened. Nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to be different. And they'd rather just focus on the Manchester City game. Whether or not this buys us any goodwill with officials, I don't know. I hope that it doesn't because it shouldn't do. We shouldn't have to buy goodwill with officials whatsoever. But I think Arsenal are just in a position where they kind of accept that this has happened. Nothing is going to change. They're not going to get awarded any extra points. And I suppose creating a bigger distraction would be by making a formal complaint against the referees. Sure. Should we have complained? Maybe. That's a discussion for another day. But I can respect the fact that Arsenal are just wanting to focus on the football now and do what they can do and keep things within their own control. As always, I say that we should be taking the games out of the referees' hands and we should try our best to win games without needing officials to have to make big decisions. We should have our own performance and our own reliability to fall back on. But, of course, we would quite like uh, in the moments where sometimes we're not at our best for the officials to be on hand to provide the right and correct decisions to give the outcome of the game what it should be. Uh, let's go scroll up a little bit because I know I've missed some questions. Um, Pity Wynn says, is part of the reason that referees are so bad because when they are criticised by managers, the, re- the managers then get fined. Um, criticised is, I think, obviously the key word that we need to look at in this comment, Pity Wynn, because usually what happens is, is if a ref- if a manager kind of, brings the referee into disrepute, I think would be the proper technology by saying like they're not good enough or saying something like that. That can cause a fine. Um, some people would say that that's too um, light of a kind of a comment for them to induce a fine. Obviously, there is a certain element to it that it means that they're kind of untouchable. They shouldn't be. They should certainly be worth. Uh, it should be worth the, the element of criticism if you can bring it into the fold. But I think maybe the bar is too low to induce fines on managers and players. Uh, Amira says, Plan B used to be sub a fullback on for an attacker. As good as the starters have been for us so far, do you think Arteta's favouritism towards his first choices affects his sub slash rotation? I don't think it's wildly inaccurate, to be honest, Amira. I do think that Arteta kind of has that loyal instinct that Arsene Wenger had in a lot of his players that like he'd want his starting 11 to try and do the business is reluctant to bring on players sometimes I think Arteta has the same thing I real I really feel for Kieran Tierney I believe that he is absolutely worthy of being annoyed frustrated um, a bit done in about the fact he's not getting any opportunities because I think he would be an asset in these types of games and we would be more direct if we had him in the team it's a shame that we don't have him in the side at the moment um Let's go to a Tommy who says, Tom, I coach here in Ireland and one of my players received some racist comments said to him on the field. I was shocked and disappointed to say the least. There's no place for it anywhere. Tommy, thank you for sharing your story. Uh, I hope that the individual that was indeed levelling those comments towards uh, one of your players was dealt with accordingly um, and that they are educated on why it is unacceptable. But thank you, Tommy, for sharing that. Again, it just kind of highlights how widespread this problem continues to be. Uh, Gunnar Jake says, Tom, can we perhaps take a minute and appreciate what our rookie manager has achieved in his first job in going head-to-head with one of the best? Just like Saliba, people tend to forget that about Arteta. I I think it is fair. You know, people forget how young and inexperienced you would argue that Arteta still is. He has a lot of learning to do. It makes you think of what he, what could he achieve? You know, he's doing this at such a young age and a young part of his career in management. What he could achieve when he is more experienced is a scary thought. And I hope that it's still indeed with Arsenal and it's successful with Arsenal. Um, 
Tab says, this is not the first time. Um, go check Nuno Espirito Santo's comments on, uh, I assume Lee Mason, three years ago, uh, Venga 2. You are being taken advantage of for wanting to believe in the good of people. Not everyone is good. <laughs> I don't really want to go into the semantics of whether a person is good or not around refereeing decisions. I think it's too far to, to go to assume a person's morality. Um, but you're absolutely right in to point out Previous managerial comments on Lee Mason suggest that he has made mistakes at a high level in the past. I hope that more accountability is brought into the game through that being demotions um, and things like that. It needs to be there. You know, I don't want to see people sacked. I think that's too far. I think that comes from a place where people don't really understand the value of livelihoods for people in a very difficult world. Um, but certainly accountability uh, needs to be brought in uh, to the field much, much more than it currently is. Um, let's go to Scuba Steve. Or Scuba Steve, sorry, says, uh, in light of the Lamina's sending off, do you think the rules on who can approach slash speak, speak to the referee should be implemented? Maybe copying rugby and only allow the captain. Well, apparently that is the situation. Apparently only the captain is supposed to be able to approach the referee. And yet we see week on week, of course, players surrounding officials. And that has led to a number of fines. We, I think as Arsenal fans, obviously have kind of this blinkered view that it's just us. But if you are a follower of the FA spokesperson uh, Twitter account, you will have seen over the last number of weeks since that Oxford incident, that a lot of teams have been receiving charges for misconduct in the same manner. So it's not just us. I do think the bar has been set far, far too low. And this new system of booking the third player that approaches the referee is absolutely ridiculous, to be honest. It's ridiculous. It shouldn't have got to that level. You know, it should not have re- it should not have got to this stage, to be honest, whatsoever. Uh, let's go to um, Boyce, who says, they are on about the Man City alleged cheating, um, but the referees are out here allegedly cheating right in front of our eyes and getting away with it every week. I hope that it's not that. Boise, I hope that it is not that. Uh, it's always important to point out the words like allegedly. Uh, Dan says, hi, Tom. It is, uh, it is uh, impossible for a team, or rather, is it possible for a team to win a league always by using the same 11 and tactics for 38 games without fatigue? I suppose Leicester have arguably done that. You know, they suffered ne- next to no en- uh, injuries whatsoever and managed to win the league by playing the way that they played. Now, the benefit that Leicester had was that a lot of teams continue to underestimate them. So they came out, they attacked them. They didn't really sit back when they played against Leicester and that opened up a lot of spaces for them and they were able to win the league more comfortably perhaps than some teams who are more established have because they have to go up against sides like we have recently that sit back in a back four or back five or even back ten in some cases and defend deep and then hits on the counter. Leicester never really had to deal with that, but they did play the same way. Now, Arsenal haven't got that same fortune, I guess, if you want to call it that. I really hope that we find a way of kind of usurping teams with that and we come up with some abilities and tactics and systems that can work to break them down. However, I do fear that we won't necessarily see that until Gabriel Jesus comes back. So just thinking Ketia is a player that struggles against these types of low blocks in the league. Um, let's go to, and thank you for the kind comments that you've left in the chat box as well. I very much appreciate it. But always, as I say, please, let's try and focus our energy on calling out the people that we noticed that. That goes for so many things. Um, I saw a video, uh, I don't know if you saw this, a video that went out yesterday, KSI, who is a very famous YouTuber, um, in front of a big crowd of people. I don't know where he is exactly, but he did a big thing with, uh, what do you think of Tottenham chant? Now, when I was younger, I used to yes, I love that chant because it's funny. Um, it's, a, it's just a funny rivalry kind of uh, 
of chant. It is. It's just what it is. However, I've sadly grown to really dislike it because, of course, the association with the Y word that happens at the end of that chant. And um, it, it made when I when I watched that video yesterday, I felt nothing but a sense of uh, nervousness that, that that crowd would then, and obviously it was cut off before the end of the song. I haven't seen the full clip if there is one available, but it was cut off before any chanting of the Y word was then said. I don't know if it was said or not, of course, and there's no need to assume that it was. But of course, every time that I hear that song at Arsenal, unfortunately, there are people that then choose to chant the Y words at the end of the uh, What Do You Think of Tottenham chant. I don't sing it anymore. I don't get involved with the chant. Um because of the anti-Semitic relation with that word uh, and having a number of Jewish friends who have educated me on how, uh, how you know, anti-Semitic that word is, I do not associate myself with that song whatsoever because, unfortunately, of what people use it for. Um, people that are asking what the Y word is, go and Google it. It doesn't take you a second. You, don't, you shouldn't have to force people in the chat box to start using that word whatsoever, and I hope that you won't be replying to those people with uh what it is go and do your research certainly worth doing but yeah just it's it's one of those things and i hope that with this with the racist stuff that we've discussed today if you are in the stadium and it takes a really big person to do this and so i understand how hard it is to do it but if you are in the stadium and you see anything racist anything anti-semitic homophobic derogatory um being said i hope that you challenge it I hope that you challenge those people. I hope that you make stewards aware of it because there is no way that we're going to improve this situation without it. I mean, I saw, um, I don't know if you saw this also, but there was, uh, as uh, at the game on Saturday, there was a rainbow flag put up, I think, uh, on one of the uh, blockades as you go up the stairs. And honestly, some of the responses to that when it was posted onto social media by the club um, was I believe Arsenal actually had to tweet something the other day. They had to suggest they were blocking people uh, on Twitter. I'll see if I can find the tweet. Um, I'm sure uh, they had to tweet out suggesting that they were unfortunately forced to block people. Yes, uh, here it is. Uh, let, if I can find the tweet. So they tweeted out, uh, Gay Gunas has had a profound impact on the LGBTQ plus people in football. They have given me some wonderful memories and I'm incredibly proud to speak uh, uh, Gay Guna. This is from um, Selena, uh, who did an interview on the Arsenal website. And I believe that Arsenal had to quote tweet this with uh, another tweet suggesting that they had blocked a number of accounts on their social media feed who had unfortunately left. Yes, here we go. They said, uh, I'll share my screen with you so you can see this. So I read this out correctly. Uh, let me just share my screen. How can I do this? Here we go. Um, yes, here we are. So uh, they unfortunately had to tweet out uh, that we have blocked several accounts following hatred displayed under this post. We strive to ensure that everyone connected to Arsenal feels an equal sense of belonging. We will continue to celebrate our supporters' diversity and continue a zero-tolerance approach to discrimination. It really, honestly, the, the, to, today, kind of the last few days, has really made me feel so rubbish as an Arsenal fan. Um, William, who's left this comment, keep politics out of football. I'm sorry, I hate this comment. And I use the word hate very loosely, but I hate it. Because it's this comment and William, I don't know if you're if you're aware of of why this is such a bad comment to leave. And if you are um, out of the know as to why, of course, uh, I hope that you are. Um, this is not me going in on you, just to clarify that. But this comment I see everywhere. 
football and politics are unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever way you want to look at it, are intertwined and they are meshed together significantly so. A number of reasons for why. A, it depends on what your definition of politics is. You know, some people would suggest what we're talking about here is nothing to do with politics. And I would certainly agree with that view. Why? Is anything to do with racism politics? No. Is anything in this sense to do with homophobia that we're discussing to do with politics? No, it's not. Um, it's nothing to do with that. However, what in you can intertwine politics with in the sense of um, football is a massive financial juggernaut and that has an impact on politics around the world. So the suggestion that keep politics out of football is just unfortunately not, never ever going to happen if that's what you want. What I would say, and what I think is the bottom line and what people are suggesting in the chat box is racism is not politics. Homophobia is not politics. These are social injustices and problems that should not be turned away from. And some people leave comments like, why do you always bring up this stuff on the show? Why can't you just talk about the football? I've talked about a lot of football today. I think we can all agree. I've also talked a lot about what's really, really important to me and to a lot of other people. And I hope you listening too. It's it's so sad. And as I was saying before, I, I brought up that comment. I am, I've just felt really sad about being an Arsenal fan over the last few days um, because of the, the Ivan Tony incident that we've discussed and also because of this that I saw. Now, I'm very proud to support Arsenal in the sense of I'm proud that I have a club that responds in the way that it has responded and that it will work hard to try and identify people that are um, racist and homophobic and uh, and discriminate in so many different ways. I'm very proud to be an Arsenal fan in this sense. Um, I saw uh, also one of, one of the... <laughs> this uh, You've probably heard this term before. The word political correctness has come up a lot. People think things are too PC. I always ask people to try and define to me what political correctness is. Um, and often the response that I get is along the lines of they don't, A, they don't really know how to explain it. Or B, if something's PC, it just kind of means it's a bit welcoming. That's kind of the way that I've learned to understand what PC is. Um, it really is. Um, yeah. Uh, and I'm unfortunately going to have to ban someone because of a stupid comment that they've left. Um, I'm just going to put this out there. Being gay is not a choice. People don't choose to be gay. It is not a choice that they have. And so, like, I didn't choose to be straight. They didn't choose to be gay. And uh, if you can't accept that, unfortunately, that is just something that you're going to have to deal with. But it is something that you are uh, obliged to be respectful of and inclusive of because it is not a choice and you don't choose to be that. Uh, I think that's probably the best way to end today's show. If you have been uh, affected by anything that we've discussed in this show, there's, of course, places that you can go to uh, get support and uh, you can certainly find things online that will help you. And I encourage you to uh, speak out about it and to search for help um, in any form of issue that you're having, be it with any of the abusive topics that we've talked about today uh, and maybe anything mental health related. Of course, I myself have had therapy when I was younger. Um, I say younger when I was teaching. I'm very, very open to admit that. And I'm not certainly embarrassed to admit that. Uh, and it certainly helped me. So if you are struggling with anything, if you've received abuse uh, of anything that we've discussed today and you feel like you need to talk so to somebody about it, please, please go and do that. It will help you um, and it will try to help you. Um, so please, please do go and do that. If you are 
for whatever reason, insulted by any of the things that I've talked about today. Uh, I don't, I can't really understand why you would. This probably is not the place for you. We're an inclusive community here that is accepting of um, all beliefs, all sexualities, all genders, all skin colors. Um, so yes, it is an inclusive community. And if you are accepting of other people's identity, then you are very, very welcome here. Thank you for listening. I will see uh, you all tomorrow morning, of course, on the next 8 a.m. show. I'll also see you this evening on the Arsenal Lounge. I look forward to discussing uh, the game at the weekend. I'm sure we'll be talking more about referees with Mo and Lev uh, this evening as well. So make sure that you do indeed go and join us uh, over there. It would be great to see all of you uh, joining us for those chats. I also should be live on the Arsenal way in just over an hour or under an hour and a half's time. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Uh, let's hope for some retrospective action in the world of refereeing and, of course, in the world of things that we've talked about in a lot of detail today. Um, thank you for listening. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.